On this week's episode of the Players Experience Podcast, we chat with former Canadian Women's Hockey League player Kelly Terry. We chat with Kelly on her experience in women's hockey, what it was like to represent Team Canada not once but twice at major games, uh, both in the uh, IIHF tournament in 2015 and a competition in 2010. Uh, we also chat with Kelly about her work now off the ice as a strength and conditioning specialist and a doctor of physical therapy, which is very impressive in my mind. Before we bring Kelly uh, onto the show, just want to give a shout out to our production team, Jay Salty Photography and Vicmar Productions for the work that you see each and every week with the videos and the photos. Shout out to our merch production, 19 Marketing, for the merch that they provide for the show. Hit up, hit us up on Instagram if you guys would like to purchase any of the merch available for the show. Also, guys, we have discount codes with the Jaywalk, Hush Blankets, and the Great North Apparel. So make sure to use the, the Players Experience code when you're checking out to get some discounts with them. And lastly, guys, if you haven't done the subscription to the YouTube channel, what are you waiting for? Make sure to subscribe now so that you don't miss any new and exciting content each and every week as we continue to talk with pro athletes, sport reporters, and individuals in sport. Now, without further ado, let's bring Kelly on and start talking about how her hockey career got started. Hey, Kelly, how's it going today? Good, how are you? I'm good. Long time no see. It's been a while since uh, high school, but how have you been doing? Pretty good. Making me think about high school. I feel like I'm uh, ancient, but nice to see you. <laughs> you too. Hey, and I'm older than you. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Still, I cannot believe it's been over 10 years since I graduated. That's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Time flies, especially when you're having fun. That's what the saying goes. So. Yes, um, but yeah, so thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, I want to get to know about your hockey career, about what you're doing now, especially with your uh, physical therapy work and everything. Um, but before we start each show, I always like to start every show off with a segment called Rapid Fire. So I'm just going to start off with asking you four questions, and I just want you to spit off the first thing that comes to your mind. Oh, boy. Okay, okay. All right. So favorite time of day? Favorite time of day, first thing in the morning, I like to watch the sunrise. All right. Cool, cool. Uh, strangest thing in your fridge right now? Right now, I have a bunch of mangoes that I – maybe sort of stole from neighbors because it's definitely mango season in Florida and they're amazing and in the surplus. So I got a bunch of those in my fridge right now. Hey, you know what? And they're healthy and they're delicious. So you can't go wrong. Yeah, but it is kind of strange. Like who has that many mangoes, but they're free. So <laughs> uh, a TV show that you're currently watching. Uh, I just started Shit's Creek on Netflix. Oh man, how, okay, so when you get to season, I think it's five or season six, um, let me know what you think. I finished It's Creek and it was a very great show. Um, obviously it won a bunch of awards, but yeah, I want to hear what your thoughts are when you're done it. So far, so good. I, ever since they took Friends in Office off Netflix, I have to have something else to binge, so this might be it. 
That's true. That's true. And what would be another sport you'd like to compete in? Oh, I cannot pick between surfing and beach volleyball. And all my friends from home are going to think I'm crazy obsessed with those two sports. But after moving to Florida, I just can't get enough. Uh, you know what? And Florida has the great weather. It has some great beaches. You got to take advantage of it, you know? Yeah, this is true. So how did you know that you wanted to start off playing hockey professionally? Uh, wow, that's a tough question. Um, my hockey journey started when I was just a kid, and I wanted to do everything that my brother did. Uh, he played hockey, so that's how I picked up the sport. Um, I don't think I really knew I wanted to pursue hockey full-time or as my primary sport until about grade 10. And that was when I first got um, invited to the national team camp. Uh, and from then on, that was my full-time commitment was to be the best hockey player I could be. So um, I think it was after that experience, it's every Canadian kid's dream to play for Team Canada. So that, that was it. That's incredible. And, yeah, we're going to talk about your experience with Team Canada and what that moment and what that training was like for you. Um, but you started off your career in 2010 when you joined the Minnesota Golden Gophers of the NCAA where you would collect 39 points in just 38 games. What was it like for you to put in the work and dedication like that year and kind of make a name for yourself early on? Wow. First of all, you're making me sound way cooler than I am, but um... – that first year as a freshman in Minnesota, um, oh, wow, it's so long ago, it's hard to remember, but um, it was the first time that hockey felt super professional in the sense that we had our locker room and our fans and, um, you know, our whole team of nutritionists and strength and conditioning coaches and uh, all of those luxury type um, things that were provided to us. And so I think having that support and just how professional we felt um, made me play my best every day because it just, uh, like, in a way, I felt cool. So <laughs> being able to put on that jersey and have real, real fans cheering us on and everything, um, that was enough motivation for me right there. Um, and just how surreal it was that I was playing in a division one college at this amazing school um, that, that created that, that internal dedication, I guess. Now talking about that internal dedication and opportunities, additionally in 2010, you were part of the Canadian national women's team where you guys ended up taking home gold that year. How was that event for you? And what would you say was the most memorable experience like surrounding just being part of that team and, uh, game to compete uh, nationally? Uh, that was insane. Like I said, growing up a Canadian hockey player, that's your ultimate goal is to put on that jersey um, and to do it, you know, while I was in high school um, and in Chicago. So I was able to have some of my friends and family come down to watch. Um, it's an experience that I just can't even describe. Like it was quite literally a dream come true. Um, we did really well against most teams. Of course, we had some challenge against the Americans, which we always do, um, but we were able to come up on top. And um, that classic pile on your goalie after the big win was just an insane feeling. 
It's a good thing that no one got hurt during that pileup because you never know. Skates are flying, bones are laying on top of one another, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you say that because uh, in college when we had a championship win, I happened to be on the very bottom, and I remember thinking, like, I'm so happy right now, but at the same time, I think I might die. <laughs> it, it's quite heavy when you got 26 players with equipment on top of you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Now, I've asked every Canadian gold medalist, whether they're an Olympian or just a gold medalist in general, because you said earlier, like in my second question, I'm making you sound a lot cooler than you are, but no, it's, it's awesome to be part of Team Canada and be part of the national teams. Um, and my question about your gold medal is, where do you like to keep your medals? I've had some Canadian athletes say they've kept them in Lululemon bags beside their dog toys, in their closets, in at their parents' house. Where do you keep your medal? Mine are currently back home in Canada. Um, they didn't make the trip to Florida with me, but I know my parents are looking to, you know, start the retirement process and they're like, Kelly, get all your crap out of my house. So eventually I'm going to have to pack up all my extra trinkets, including my medals and bring them somewhere with me. So, um, right now they're back home. Uh, I think in a closet and will eventually find their way to Florida. I think. Hopefully safely. And if you ever stop off at Michael's, they have some great, jersey and metal frames that you can get to hang up like jerseys like this uh that you can put your medals in just a little fun fact for you okay you get you get paid for that little plug there for michael's i do not i wish i got paid for things like that but no i do not get paid Tag at michael's on this and see what they see what they do for you yeah, exactly. Next thing I know, there's going to be like 50 jersey frames for any sign. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Now, your hockey journey continued in 2014 when you played with the Toronto Furies of the CWHL. What was it like for you to be a local kid um, in Canada and in Durham, being able to play in the CWHL and continue to compete competitively? That was pretty cool. Um, the CWHL, you know, they were a startup. They were trying to make it into a league where um, female hockey players could continue their career after college. And I have to say the management behind um, the CWHL did a fantastic job trying to make that league as professional as possible. Um, so being part of the Toronto Furies was was awesome. Um, they did a really great job for us. And, again, having – my home arena be so close to my parents and my friends. I was able to get um, people out to watch all the time, which is always super fun. Um, I think uh, it's quite a bummer that the league had to fold ultimately for the greater good of women's hockey. But um, overall, I love my experience with Toronto. What was your favorite game or like city that kind of stood out for you while you were competing with the Furies um, that yeah, stood out the most? Uh, the first thing that came to my head just now was the game that Toronto was playing Calgary and Calgary was stacked with Team Canada Olympians and uh, gold medalists and Natalie Spooner. We, we, Toronto happened to just have a few few national team players. so. The competition was quite steep. Um, Natalie Spooner 
had six points. I don't remember how many goals and how many assists. She might have even had six goals. I don't remember. But um, we ended up, I think we won like six to five. And it was just like the Natalie Spooner show. And she just took over and just, okay, I'm going to score now. And that was that. And it was insane. And that was definitely my most memorable game with Toronto. Now, what's it like to play with someone like Natalie Spooner and like being able to be teammates with her and and see kind of her perform like a, a six point game like that? Uh, well, at the time, she was also my roommate and one of my really good friends. Um, I was supposed to re- reunite her with her this this summer for her wedding. I was going to be a bridesmaid at her wedding. So, um, darn COVID's putting a stop to that. But um, Natalie was an amazing teammate, an amazing friend. And then on top of that, to watch how skilled she was and just what kind of force she was out there was pretty fantastic. Um, I always felt like whenever we'd go to our skills practices and things like that, I just look at her and be like, oh man, I'm never gonna be able to shoot like that. Like how, how does she do that? It's pretty crazy. Um, the other thing is Natalie and I were training buddies for a good five years at ETS and Whitby with um, Fitzy. Um, so to watch her work ethic too, uh, we always push each other. So that was, I guess, on and off the ice, we'd push each other. And um, yeah, I think a great friendship came out of it and also just you know better athletes on both sides. That's awesome. Well, hey, if I ever get to uh, chat with Natalie Spooner, I'm going to ask her the exact same question about you, and we'll see. What <laughs> she's going to be like, oh, one time we ordered unicorn onesies online, and that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> now, we had quite an interesting relationship. I love that girl. No, that's awesome. And hey, like you said, when you're training with someone and you're roommates with someone, you're going to form that bond and that relationship with them, right? And it's just going to be a natural thing that ends up producing on the ice just as much as well. Yeah, I agree. Now, you talked about how the CWHL has folded for the greater good of women's hockey. What was your thought process around that announcement and the impact that it left with women's hockey in Canada and kind of like now the formation of the National Women's Hockey League? Yeah, so uh, kind of an interesting perspective that I have just being so far removed from the sport. So I almost have less emotion involved in it. Um, at the time that was announced, I was already retired myself and moving along with, um, my professional career. And, um, I think that this is a very good thing. I know a lot of people might not agree. Um, but we do need to somehow establish one league and with having the CWHL and the NWHL going on at once, it's pretty hard to make happen. Uh, I'm really proud of a lot of my friends and teammates who have put together, um, their own league here to try to, you know, promote women's hockey. It's the best players in the world and they all came together um, from different countries and they're able to create um, some great publicity around the sport. And I hope that momentum keeps going. No, for sure. And it's women in sport needs to be demonstrated a heck of a lot more than it currently is. And hopefully, like you said, with this league, uh, it'll just demonstrate that ability and the uh, resourcefulness a lot more than it currently is uh, as time goes by. Mm-hmm, I agree. 
Now, before we talk about your work uh, as a strength and conditioning specialist and a doctor of physical therapy, I want to ask you about your time at the IIHF World Women's Championship in 2015, where you took home a silver medal uh, representing the Canadian jersey once again. What was it like for you at those games uh, to not only represent Canada uh, twice, but to be able to reach the podium at those games as well? That was pretty fantastic. Um, the Chicago World Championships with the under-18 team, so to play with Olympians um, alongside them was quite the experience. Um, I definitely had to fight through some adversity for my own game, given like a different role on the team and recognizing that, you know, there's some amazing players that I'm playing with and, and I'm going to take and accept whatever role they give me. Um, struggle with that a little bit at the beginning, but when I step back and really think about my experience, um, I can't regret a thing because to put on the jersey alongside, you know, half the team were Olympians, that, that was um, quite amazing. Um, it was out in Sweden, so my parents weren't able to be at that one, which is, which is tough, but um, it was aired on law, or sorry, it was actually on, on live TV back in Canada, so um, that made us feel like quite quite the big deals and probably the the peak of my career that's incredible well hey kudos to you because not to win a few medals represent Canada that's pretty a pretty big deal and and uh you definitely made Whippy and Durham proud by doing so so um, oh, thanks. Yeah, that's off to you um, now, currently outside of hockey, as I mentioned, you're a strength and conditioning specialist, and you just recently finished as a student, and you are now a doctor of physical therapy. How much work went into your role now, and how much experience came from hockey that you still use today, uh, like in that role? So to make it through school, I would say being a student athlete definitely helped with that. Um, a doctorate degree program is obviously very demanding, but being a student athlete in my undergrad was also very demanding. So surprisingly, I felt like I had a lot of um, free time, <laughs> which I don't think any of my classmates would agree with. But all of a sudden having this freedom of not having practices or training or anything, and I, all I have to do is focus on school was pretty awesome. Um, and then on top of that, knowing that this is going to be my future career and, and I don't care about just passing. I want to be really great at my job. Um, was an extra motivation there. Um, as it relates to, you know, the experiences I had as a hockey player, um, my field in, in the direction that I chose to go in my career um, focuses on sports and orthopedics. So I get a ton of athletes come through um, all the way from, you know, the weekend warriors, we got the high school kids, we got the collegiate kids, and then um, even some professional athletes. And I feel like I'm able to use my experiences as an athlete to not only help them physically and with their injuries and their rehab, but also mentally on um, their mindset as they're moving through their rehab and getting back to sport. Um, it, it's a it's a lucky thing that I have um, a good experience that I have and a good perspective for the patients that I work with. That's awesome. Cause I mean, you made a difference on the ice. Now you're making a difference off the ice and like you said, going from that, like using that mental perspective, cause like physical rehabilitation is one thing, but the mental game is all another full side of it. And um, like using your athlete knowledge to be able to also connect with these guys too is, 
is incredible. And, and I think you have, like, it helps build uh, that trust in them knowing that, like, you're, they're going to one of the best, really, right? Yeah, for sure. And you know what? I also have to give um, a big shout out to, like, my strength and conditioning coaches and things like that because um, I learned so much as an athlete that I am able to carry over into my treatment plans. And um, I'm able to recognize the physical demands that athletes have and then incorporate all the medical knowledge that I also have now um, in order to create this atmosphere or basically a plan of care um, that's going to maximize the outcomes for, for all these athletes. Um, it's something that I couldn't learn in PT school. So to have the experience before PT, PT school, I'm super grateful for. That's awesome. Now, a lot of individuals have mentors in their lives that help push them to success. Was there someone in your life that was there for you and was that driving force behind uh, your hockey career and then your schooling? Uh, yes. I actually have to give a shout out to multiple people <laughs> and they're all family members, but um, my parents are insanely hardworking. They allowed me to recognize the big picture um, beyond hockey. Um, I don't think I would have considered life after hockey if it wasn't for them um, encouraging me to, you know, take a look at, at, at what I might be doing later. Um, it allowed that transition from sport to my professional career to be much smoother because I didn't have that in-between phase where I was like, what am I doing with my life? Um, I actually went right to PT school after I retired. So parents, big shout out to them. Um, otherwise, both of my brothers are incredibly smart they're both engineers my older brother's got his master's in business um and they showed me again the life beyond sport and um how happy they are and how successful they are um with with their careers and how intelligent they are and and how they handled school and everything so um it placed value on something else other than hockey for me um, just taken after what, what my family was doing. Now, taking that advice from your family and that mentorship, I like to end off every show with a segment of my own called Words of Wisdom. So this mm -hmm. is where I want to find out what your words of wisdom or advice would be to the next generation of student athletes or hockey players that want to get into a sport uh, and kind of start making a career for themselves but may not know where to go or how to start. Um, okay, so words of wisdom, very short phrase. My coach uh, in college, my assistant coach in college um, would always say this to us, and it is just choose joy. Um, I love this question because I always think of JJ and the choose joy because it's such an easy answer, but it's the best thing that anyone's ever said to me because um, – it applies to so many different things. You know, you can wake up and you can choose to be joyful uh, and you can choose not to be joyful. And that applies to, you know, if something's going wrong in hockey, for instance, you know, you're not, you're not playing enough or you had a bad game or you're not scoring, just step back and be like, all right, that's happening, but I'm choosing to be happy. Um, you could have a bunch of tests coming up that week and it's so stressful and you don't know what you're going to do. Uh, but you can still choose to be joyful in that week and, and it's just going to help you figure out how to prepare for those exams. Um, family issues, you know, maybe something's going wrong, but you can still choose to be joyful overall. So 
choose joy no matter what it is, whether it's sport, relationships, family, friends, school, work, choose joy. Incredible. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for being on the show today and taking time to chat about your hockey career and best of luck with all the strength and conditioning work. And it's only a matter of time, I think, before we see you behind the bench of an NHL team, uh, helping <laughs> their strength and conditioning coach. Uh, maybe we'll somehow get you like on a Florida team, or if you want to come back up to Canada, get you up behind the Leafs bench one day. <laughs> I don't know. I got a pretty sweet job down here in Florida, but we'll see. That's incredible. Awesome. Well, Kelly, thanks so much. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again. Yeah, thanks for having me.